Let's Talk PR and More. Public relations, media, publicity, integrated communications, marketing, digital, reputation management, and more. Let's Talk PR and More with award-winning PR strategist, Sherry Goldman. I'm Sherry Goldman, president of Goldman Communications Group, and welcome to Let's Talk PR and More. My guest today is Robert Weiss. Robert is president of Multivision Digital, a New York video production and video marketing company that provides the full spectrum of video strategy, video production, and video marketing services to clients ranging from solopreneurs to global Fortune 500 companies across almost every industry. So as I guess you can imagine, today we're going to be talking video, and I'm excited to have Robert here on the show today. Welcome, Robert. Thank you. Everybody's, I say, second favorite word. Video, video, video. Your email signature always says, see you in front of the camera. So you are the video man. And so we're going to talk video on an audio platform, as it turns out. The old adage, a picture is worth a thousand words. And video is even better than pictures, I think, because it's more visual. It's more interactive. It's more engaging. So tell me what you see as the appeal of video. Well, I think it goes into, you know, let's let's shift gears from uh, buy it, like buyers or people watching video. It gives them the most amount of information in the shortest amount of time. And from a B2B perspective and even from a B2P, B2C perspective, uh, that's what people want. Everybody's busy. Like, who's not busy? So they want to get information quickly. And as you said, you know, a uh, picture is worth a thousand words. Video is a lot more. So not only does it give them the most amount of information, but video allows them to see other people, see the product, and really quickly make their own decisions in the beginning stages of the buying cycle and consideration as they move through the buying cycle, you know, even towards the, the end as their you know, decision-making committee sometimes, they're evaluating uh, you know, which, which way to go. And, and sometimes you, you know, in, in the past, you have all these different pieces of paper around. Well, think about how video now enters into that discussion and how it actually communicates to people and, you know, makes you win, basically. And and that's the appeal of video to buyers, but also why businesses should start utilizing video more. Interesting. Okay. And I was going to say, you said see it more interactive. I was going to almost say, you brought up something I was thinking about. Because we can hear people in their own voices in a video? Is that a yeah. piece of the puzzle that... Well, I mean, not just hear, but see. I mean, people are right. hearing us right now, but they're not seeing us. Well, this could be but a good with thing. Video, I'm, not, they can do both. I'm not camera ready right? today, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's the whole thing. Like, if you had multiple videos, like, you're, you're thinking about it as, okay, one video, I'm not camera ready. I guarantee you are camera ready today. Oh, well, thank you. But if you did it, if you did videos a few times a year and somebody who was thinking about working with you saw two or three of those videos in, quote unquote, when you're not camera ready, when you are camera ready, when you're in your casual clothes or nice formal clothes, um, maybe you've got you cut your hair and you have short hair and you've got long hair. That person is going to get to know you. And that's the power of video. I mean, nobody can dispute in a B2B relationship sale that, you know, people buy from people. And that's what video does to support that process, that traditional process. Okay. 
So when I think of video, and we're going to go through a lot, I think of social media, which uses a tremendous amount of video content and websites. I'm sure you think much broader than that. So the yes. question is, and I don't, here's what I think, one video does not fit all. If we could discuss what makes a good video for a website or what makes a good video for social, one at a time kind of thing. Um, I'm going to actually punt that question to not get into the specifics, but I would ask, you know, you and whoever's listening, you know, forget about the word video, but what makes a good piece of content for website? What makes a good piece of content for social? What makes a good, you know, we're talking about PR here. If you think about the traditional PR process where, you know, people are calling and trying to get media placements for their clients, you know, what's the follow up there? What makes good content? And the same conversation needs to happen with the word video. So it's about, as you said, one video is not a video marketing strategy, really strategically aligning video to the different channels that you're going to use and then executing on that video project. And then as business progresses, you might have another business objective that you are working on that you need to create different content. Again, forgetting about the word video, and then you create different video content for that. So, you know, people, I don't know why, but when the word video comes in, their just mind just fumbles and they just let go of all the traditional methodologies that they've worked on in the past, but they shouldn't. So let video follow your business strategy and create the right video or videos for that specific objective, then wash and repeat for the different objectives that you have. Well, that totally makes sense because anything we do in public relations has to support the business objectives. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then who that the target sense, audience right? <laughs> is and who you're trying to reach. And there is no audience of everyone you've got. The more targeted or the more you understand your, your audiences, the more you can target them and, and dissect them into smaller groups, the more effective your and, message and, and, is going to be, the more effective your tactics are going to be. And I assume then you're more effective and your, your video would be received. Exactly. Right. But why people don't think about that when it comes to video, I don't understand that. And let's talk about one concept that I have here kind of little down on my notes called batch producing. Sure. And that's a concept where you go in and you're going to create multiple videos. And you, know, you just talked about creating content for different target audiences. So let's just take you know, men and women, you know, really high level general as target audiences. You could enter a video project and rather than just creating one video that's kind of generic targeting men and women, you could go into that video project being very planned and thoughtful with the pre-production and the execution of that production and then output a video specifically for men and a video specifically for women. Like, that's something that people just don't understand about it, how to batch produce and leverage a production. And if you're, you know, whoever's listening, I would, you know, if you're going into a video project, challenge your video production company, ask them about that because there's so many ways to be able to leverage a production to get those different pieces of targeted content that you need versus that one generic video that tries to solve all the world's problems, but never does. Well, 
not only does it not solve the world's problems, but that's bad public relations and bad marketing. There is no audience yeah. of everyone. One thing doesn't do it, and that's why it's not effective. But I will say, since advertising very often is just thrown out in one-way communications, and I do think people think they could shoot their own videos, which they can't on their iPhones or other phones, I, I think it has somewhat commoditized. And instead of understanding, it actually needs to be part of the marketing strategy and mix. And it's a tool, but if you don't have the right foundation, who's your audience? What are you trying to tell them? What do you know about them? No matter what you do, it's not going to be effective. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. So let's talk. I know videos can increase sales, support lead generation, improve SEO rankings, all critical in addition to awareness. So are there different videos or different things we need to think about for videos between sales and PR needs? Yes. Uh, you know, going back to what we we're talking about before, they, those are two very, very distinct types of video projects that we do. Okay. And when we work with clients, uh, a lot of times they'll start with oh, telling me what they want to see. Um, and, and I kind of stop them I'm like, OK, what, what do I what do I hear? What would you tell me if I was sitting in front of you? You know, how would you pitch me or how would you sell me or what information would you give? So the messaging is really going to, to drive the types of videos that we do. And again, we talk about, you know, PR support. Um, th there's a lot of avenues to go uh, in, in PR support versus sales. Right. So messaging, messaging, messaging is the first place to start. And when you can come up with the messaging, that will start to reveal what the final deliverables are and thus what the type of project that, that we do. So um, one of my uh, industries that I uh, spend time in is manufacturing. And sometimes there's machines, we're doing sales videos that their machines need to run and they take an hour to get reset. And they need to be cleaned before we do that shoot again. So those are things that I need to know in terms of the execution part of the video. And that, again, is going to tell me budget, how much time I need, uh, how many videos I can do, and, and the scope of that project. Again, the deliverables, when I start asking those questions, but it always starts with the messaging first. And then we ask those questions of how we're going to execute that, that project. Messaging is everything. So here's my should the agency come to you with, here's the message we want to communicate? And I assume when we hire you, and I've worked with you, I think you're fabulous, you bring that creative and, and video expertise to help us amplify or help us better communicate what we're trying to do instead of just saying, you know, we want this random video to do whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say it, it can start either way. Okay. Right. Um, so when you come with a message, that's great. And, and what I love about working with, you know, like with you and with firms like yourself is because you guys are driving the strategy and you're, you're executing on PR or SEO or reputation management or whatever that business objective is. And in order to execute that business objective, you need content. Right. Again, video is just content, right? <laughs> it happens to be the highest performing piece of content in every single business objective. So when you come to me with that business objective and some messaging down there, that's, that's awesome. You know, however, 
that doesn't happen often. So what we do um, from a professional services standpoint is work with you and or, you know, the client and kind of drill down and go through the messaging and understand what we need to create. And, and budget plays a role in, in what we do. In everything. Uh, in everything, right? Those are conversations that we're going to have anyway, regardless of how developed somebody comes to us with the message. We start with the message. Let's talk about how to once get started thinking about video. We start with the message. Mm-hmm. We develop the script together. We think through if we're using talent together or shots together. How do, how do we get started thinking about video in general? Yeah, so you, you hit the nail right on the head, and we said it before his message. Um, we have a, like, a little saying is when you first start thinking about video, the first thing to do is to forget about video. It's about the business strategy. It's about the messaging. And then together we can ask about all of those things. Um, do we script? Do we not script? Do we have a spokesperson? Do we not have a spokesperson? Uh, do we need a studio? Are we going to shoot in your office? Again, some of these are budget dependent as well. And we can, we can make, help the client make those decisions and get the most value out of their budget, uh, number one, with understanding their budget, but also going through some of these question and answer things. So there's this whole, I don't want to say checklist, but there's whole things that we should think about and we could think about together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what I, you mentioned script mm-hmm. and you mentioned like, actor or spokesperson, um, I, I highly don't recommend those things. Okay, why not? When Just we're kidding. talking about B2B sales. Uh, for two reasons. Um, we alluded to earlier in that B2B sale, people buy people. And I want to see, like, think, you know, you, for your business, like you mentioned, oh, I'm not camera ready today. You know, uh, but what, again, I think you are. Uh, But if you had a series of videos out there explaining what you do and talking about the things that you've worked on, that's that's Sherry. That's you, who you are for your business. Could you actually have a spokesperson do that? Not in that particular video, but I would want to have it in some ways prescripted, not memorized. But I would want to have it prescripted to know what I was going to say. Let's let's punt that for, for a moment. We're going to deal with that in a minute. All right. Okay. Um, for a spokesperson, if you if you had a spokesperson, you need to go hire a spokesperson. You need to go select. So there's time spent on okay, who is that spokesperson going to be? Then you needed to train that spokesperson. You have to pay that spokesperson. Right, and it certainly depends upon what the use of the video is, is versus just Correct. a B two B. So it depends upon what what right. the video you're yep. shooting is. Now let's go back to the script. Okay. Um, if I asked you a question right now about your business, I guarantee you, you would give me the answer and be great at it. And because you're a professional. Right. But so not every a we, corporate executive is as comfortable. I'm in communications, too, as you are. Mm-hmm. So we're we're comfortable at this. I would think that if you were doing it for a lawyer or an accountant or some of you, they're not as articulate and comfortable with that. Or so they I talk in their own lawyers. jargon, and then the audience doesn't understand that, which is so much of what we talk about for our clients, is you can't talk in your own industry jargon because the people that you want as clients may not understand that. So if you're talking inside baseball, they're going to miss it. Okay. So I work with accountants. I work with lawyers all the time. 
You know, um, you know, we've done, I've done 1500 videos and have hardly ever used a script with professionals. Okay. And what we want to do, cause it, what a script is teleprompted. It's for news people, um, or for, you know, people giving a, a, a speech. Then maybe and a lot of script, people are not co- Okay. But at least copy points, okay. right? Well, see, that's different. Okay. I look- and, and that's where, and that's where the professional services of a video production company comes into play. So my specific role uh, in, in my company is a director and I am working with the talent on those messaging points without being scripted to make sure that they're just having a conversation with me about what they know. So the germane aspect in doing these types of videos is that the subject knows what they're talking about. And as a director, I am working with the person. I have a team of people who care about the cameras and the equipment, the technical side. But video is a, is very much a professional services um, play where a lot of people think cameras and equipment, but to be able to get these people who might not be comfortable in front of the camera, that's where the human interaction and the prepping comes in and the pre-production, like all, again, all that professional services to make sure that that person, when they're asked that question, they can talk like they talk every single day of the week in front of the camera without any script. And that's mainly what we do for a living here. Okay, sense. When I think about video in public relations, I, you talked about two things. You had, you and I had spoken previous, and you said that video content is an important tool for online reputation building and repair. So tell me mm-hmm. why and how, and how we can use it for that purpose. Uh, well, let's start with the repair first. You know, when you have reputation management, you've got you know crisis communication and issues. I'm going to get to crisis um, after. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, you need to, you know, control the ma- narrative. You need to gain those top spots on Google. Okay. And or or PR. You need to break through the clutter with the news media and give them assets uh, that really communicate your story versus having them, you know, figure it out. And that's what video does very well in all those instances. So video can show it can tell without having somebody figure stuff out so when you have those two problems or those business objectives when you be thought when you are thoughtful about video um that's what it does for you okay and i know you talk about it being important in crisis management so what are some best practices for integrating video in crisis management and you know, do we do it in the crisis planning before we have a crisis or is it post-crisis? I mean, I can think of a lot of opportunities that we want to hear from somebody that we can do as yeah. a video. But from your perspective. Well, I mean, I don't know if anybody can pre-plan a, 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 for a crisis. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I, in crisis <laughs> planning, I have written, I have done crisis preparedness planning and I've written manuals, including pre-written all of the communications that would be needed because when a crisis happens you've got about 12 seconds to respond so if you're actually working for a food company you actually pre-write all the press releases and all the materials with mad libs just to fill in the location and the blanks when i worked 
for the credit union, we pre-wrote all the communications, whether it was a phishing, whether it was a data breach, everything is all pre-written except for the Mad Libs piece, and ready to go and through legal because you've got about 12 seconds to get it out there before someone else. So I could see opportunities that might be for video to talk about how our manufacturing is done, because I know you work in manufacturing, or certain things. And certain may need to be done afterwards. If you have a real crisis, then a real crisis is we want to hear from the executive in his or her own voice, and that would be... So, um, but I'm curious from your perspective how you see it in crisis management or crisis well, I, preparedness. I think you just answered the question right there. Okay, well, good, then right? we're done. So, <laughs> you, <laughs> so you have the messaging. It always starts with the messaging. You've got the messaging. It might be in Mad Lib format. You've got the messaging. Get a camera crew out to the facility. Do the messaging. In this case, it might need to be teleprompted. Right. right. Well, certainly after the, the crisis, messaging. we want to be scripted. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The message right? is key. But again, messaging, messaging, messaging. That's the first thing you start with. So you've got it there. Get a camera crew out. Put a face to the crisis. And I would also do a little batch producing. In addition to the scripted stuff that you have already planned, you know, I think you probably can't plan for every little minor detail, but also talk about what you're doing to fix the problem and not just from maybe the CEO, but maybe the project level or, or whatever that might be. So not only do you have these, these executives talking about, you know, the issue, but you also have visuals that say, Hey, this is what we're doing. Well, certainly showing what you're doing proof. is important. Showing, right. especially and, in sh- showing and demonstrating that you are doing it. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking after the crisis and how you're repairing, you know, the crisis situation, <clears throat> demonstrating it, showing it, get, getting, that would be important. Correct. And, and that's the power of video is because you can't do that in a press release. You can't show what you're doing in a press release. You can do that with video. So if you think about like the media right, and what they're going to write about that, well, here's where you can really get ahead of the game and be like, here, media, here's a video. You know, versus again. Well, we certainly supply release. B-roll. We can supply B-roll to certain, for back, which but is. B- you know, B-roll so. is different than somebody talking and communicating exactly what you're doing. Right. Right. So that that's. You know, maybe you need to do both, but I'm talking about, again, video shows and tells versus somebody trying to figure it out. And with a press release, you still have that, that a little anomaly that somebody still has to figure it out versus a video. You can see very clearly what's going on. Okay. And that's the power. That's, the, that's just the difference of, of, you know, kind of where video comes in and why it's so impactful. Certainly, I hear your passion for video. There's no question. <laughs> Has social media changed the game for video? For businesses um, using video? Has the uh, proliferation right, of, of TikTok? Of course. I mean, every, now everything's a TikTok. Has, has it changed the game? Or how has it changed the game? It, I don't think it's there yet for businesses. I mean, obviously, there's, there's some that are outliers that they're doing Big organizations, they, they're constantly cranking out video. But for the majority of kind of like B2P companies, no, because they're they're 
just not investing in video to the extent where they can put video on social media consistently and see your return on that. And they might post here and there every once in a while, but not leveraging video in, in that respect on a consistent basis. Because they're not doing enough content? Because they're not doing good content? Well, they might be doing images. So I'm really specifically focused on video right now. Yeah, they're just, they're just, I don't know the exact answer because there's so many businesses out there right? Uh, as to the reason why. But what I am seeing is, again, they're, they post here, they post there, they repurpose a video, but that's it. They don't really have any plans and strategies and they're not investing in it, mostly because I, I don't think they see the return in that channel. Okay. That doesn't mean they're not putting, you know, investing in videos for other channels. They're just not doing it for social media. And, and I think that's like an anomaly in my world I hear a lot and social media, social media, social media. Well, you know, TikTok has not changed the game for a traditional B2B. I don't think it's, I don't think social media is that great for B2B. I think I, when I talk to my clients, I'm like, sometimes you maybe need a placeholder there, but it's not necessarily, I don't know many people go into Instagram looking to hire a law firm. You know, it's just not where, it's not where your target audience is. That's not going to monetize. Correct. And there are, again, there are some outliers in every industry Absolutely. that are they're doing it, right? But for the majority, for the 90% of firms out there in law and in insurance and in PR, whatever that industry is, it's, it's just not going to be for them. So I would say stick with the channels that work for you and create content for those channels. Unless you're saying to yourself, you know, we are going to invest, we're going to be committed to social media, and we're going to not look for a return until we get a return a year down the road. But most businesses are are not going to do that. Now, sadly, everyone's too short-term thinking right now. But again, B2B and B2C are different. I'm not sure social media is great for B2B. Except to be there. Hey, this has been great. We're out of time, but I love talking to you. So thank you for taking the time to be on my show. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Let's Talk PR and More for today. You can find more information about the show and about me at Goldman Communications Group's website, www.goldmanpr.net. And if you want to hear this show again, you can listen to the podcast, which is posted on Goldman Communications Group's website, as well as on your favorite podcast sites, including Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to talking PR and more with you all again next week.